Hi, I'm Melody. And I'm Candy. And you're listening to Quirks, Bumps, and Bruises. Well, we are so glad you're with us on this episode of Quirks, Bumps, and Bruises. And we're going to delve into something, Candy, that I think is going to be kind of blunt. And it's going to make us all kind of assess our own selves, I think. And uh, not anything where we are trying to make anybody feel bad because we're talking to ourselves. This is so for me, y'all. So for me. Yes. And in fact, Candy, I may get a little honest and transparent with you as we talk about something here in a few minutes. Okay. So we're going to talk about how to make church not about us. Because it is not about us. Never. No. Well, it shouldn't be, I should say. It's never about us. It's all about him. And we live in a very self-absorbed, me-centered world now, right? Oh, yeah. You know, it's like us and then the world revolves around us at times. And you and I both are very active in our churches, Mm -hmm. and we really love our churches, and we really support our churches in all ways. And so... It's something kind of, I think, near and dear to our hearts to talk about this. And in order to talk about it, we have to be a little bit blunt, right? So how can we make the churches that we attend, the churches that we love, the churches that we serve, not about us? So we're going to talk through a few of those ways. And I think, Candy, the first one that we're going to talk about has got to be kind of the umbrella over it all. And that is to pray, Mm -hmm. not only for your church, not only for your pastor, but for other people. Yeah. Because let's just be honest. Sometimes people go get on your nerves. They will. And I will say this. It is hard to criticize and complain about somebody you're praying for. Yes. And I have been called to do that several times in my life where It was just someone, because we don't always mesh with everybody. We're human. We all have different personalities. There are some people that may think I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. I do. (laughs) Or Candy, you are the greatest thing since sliced bread. And there are others that just are like, please. Y'all get on my nerves. Could you get rid of her? Mm -hmm. You know, so that's just the way life is, period. Not everybody is meant to be best friends. But there are times, like you said, Candy, when we can... Pray for those that do get on our nerves. Pray for those, especially possibly in your church family, that could be, well, honestly, I don't know a better way to say it than pot stir. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Every church's got them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you're thinking about that and you can't think of who it is. (laughs) That finger might be pointing at you. Isn't that what Mark Lowry says? He's, He's like, at Thanksgiving dinner, there's always one, he said, in every family. So think about your Thanksgiving dinner. And if you can't think of who that one is, guess what? It might be you. Uh, So pray. Pray for those. Pray for those that maybe you don't agree with. Pray for those that you don't mesh with necessarily. And for those that just do tend to maybe cause a little ruckus, so to speak, in your church family. Yeah, gossip or whatever the case may be. So pray for others. All right, Candy, you got one? I do. Serve and volunteer. That is so huge because I was on a church staff for 36 years. And so I've seen it all, y'all. I've heard it all. And I've been part of a lot of it all. So I know that there are times that those that really do not do anything in the church to 
make a difference, no matter how big or how small, can be sometimes the one to complain yeah, oh yeah. a little bit more mm-hmm. than the ones who do. Mm-hmm. So find a place in your ch- There is not one church on the face of this earth that, that does not need more help. Oh, right. And I feel like if you are serving, if you are volunteering, when other people come to you and just complain, you have a different heart for it. Mm-hmm. You're like, what? get involved. That'll mm-hmm. change your attitude. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So find a place to serve. Everyone has gifts. Mm-hmm. Your gift may be that you write beautiful cards to people. So you could be in a card ministry mm-hmm. where you send cards out to those that are sick or are dealing with cancer or haven't been to church in two or three months. You could be a card writer. So there's, and I'm just using that as an example that Every one of us have gifts that God has given us. Find what yours is and then go for it. Have you ever said, I have said this, so maybe you have said, I wish our church did this or I wish we had this ministry. Start it. Yes. And if God has laid that on your heart, let's just use card ministry. Mm -hmm. Maybe your church doesn't have what's a card ministry per se, but you have got that laid on your heart. Well, Start one. Yeah. Let me tell you, there is not a pastor that will say no to something like that if, first of all, you feel God has called you to do it, and he feels like it's something that would please the Lord. Uh, It may not be everything that you want to do all the time, but serve, volunteer, and be a part of your church family. Mm -hmm. It makes a huge difference. What about this? Be a worshiper and not a consumer. Mm. And what I mean by that is worship. When you're in your worship service on a Sunday, worship. Don't just sit back and wait for everything to come to you. Oh, yeah. You know, there have been so many times that I have heard this. You know, I didn't really get much out of that service today. Mm -hmm. Well, whose fault is that? Not the pastor's. Not the pastor's fault. And it's not the Lord's fault. No. We have to prepare for worship There may be some to disagree with me. That won't be the first time. (laughs) But I feel like that you have to prepare your heart for worship. So, and let me tell you, the enemy fights tooth and nail on Sunday mornings. That is the truth. Especially with young families Mm -hmm. that have children like you, Candy. Yep. I mean, he will distract. He will make you run behind. He will do everything in his power to get you flustered before you walk into that service. So when we walk into a worship service, And we have baggage on our shoulders. We're irritable. We've had a fight with our husband on the way to work because somebody was late Mm -hmm. getting out the door. Uh, The kids have got on your last nerve. They're not doing anything you've said to do to get ready and prepared. All those things. Hey, I've been there and done that. I've already been there. So I, I know. Then you walk into worship. And is your mind and heart in a frame to listen to that sermon and to heed it to your heart? Uh, to sing those songs about the love of God? No. So try very hard to prepare your heart for worship. And one thing it helps is this. Pray. Lord, will you take what is ever on my mind today? Would you flush it out mm-hmm. and replace it with just you? Mm. And then you can cons- you can consume what your pastor has to say to you. You can consume what the songs are speaking to you about, the prayers, the children's sermon. Sometimes children's sermons, if you have that in your church, mm-hmm. can speak to your heart oh, more yeah. than a big theological doctrinally oh, correct sermon. Mm-hmm. So prepare your heart for worship. This is something, y'all, that really 
convicts me because I am a running late all the time person. And something I have tried to really force myself to do is to not be late for church. Mm. Be on time. It is so distracting because, y'all, I ADD, I'm late, and I will be in the middle of praise the Lord, and then somebody walks in 10 minutes late, and my I'm just, oh, I'm out of worship. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So be on time. I think for your pastor, it's important, and I know church is a worship service, but it's also been prepared by the preacher, mm-hmm. by all the speakers, announcements, be there for the announcements, everything. It's so important. And if I can add one thing to show up on time, don't leave early. There's nothing that will dishearten a pastor than for him to be calling for an invitation mm-hmm. and it be a very reverent time that someone is making a decision in that pew and Six people, 10 people get up and leave because we've got Mm -hmm. to get to the restaurant before it gets too crowded. That is the most important decision time of somebody's life. And that could stop them Mm -hmm. from moving forward because they're thinking, oh, everybody's just ready to go. I'm not going to go down there. Oh, yeah. Or they're just distracted. I felt the Lord moving, but Mm there goes Nancy. Mm -hmm. You know, I have left early in the past and I have really been convicted about that. Now, sometimes you can't help it. You have to. There are different reasons, but just to leave because mm, we got to be somewhere Mm -hmm. or we really want to beat the crowd or I need to see this person, but don't leave early. Yeah. You can quench the spirit doing that. Absolutely. And, uh, And like you said a few moments ago, it's very disrespectful to a pastor when they're mm-hmm. up there preaching, beginning their sermon 20 minutes in to the time that church starts and three or four people come walking in late. It's very distracting. Uh, and to the worship team who is maybe leading in praise music. So that may seem trivial, but showing up on time for a church service really is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Here's one. Greet people and don't avoid them. I know for my church is something that we are very intentional about. Uh, my my church, and I have been there my whole life, has always, when people visit, they'll say, you have the friendliest church. Mm-hmm. One lady one time said, y'all are so sweet, and I really do appreciate it, but you're overwhelming me. She literally told us that because we have so many people that will go up and just say, we're so glad you're here. And, you know, is if if you have a prayer request, we'd be honored to pray for you. And that doesn't happen naturally. I mean, you have to work towards that. That's not an accident. Right. And I have found I've been in a lot of churches through the years, through music, through Joy FM, you know, different services. And I have found that. Most churches are not like that. No, they're not. Because after the service is over, people can't wait to get out. That's right. At our church, my husband is one who locks up, turns out all the lights. We are always the last people to leave on Sunday mornings. And he is like, at our church, you can't get people out. You cannot get them out of the church. You're like, move to the parking lot. 30 minutes after our service is over, people are still in our sanctuary talking. Oh, I love that. But that is a very healthy church, Mm -hmm. I think. Y'all sing even if it isn't your favorite song. Now, I could I, this could be another podcast just by itself <laughs> because I have been a worship leader. Sing. Don't just stand there 
And I have also seen those that sit and play on their phone. Mm -hmm. Not just my church, but in other church services. You're not going to like every song. Let Mm -hmm. me say that again. You will not like every song. Nope. But there will be a song that you will like if you will just hold on. We had a lady at our church one time that really liked the more traditional hymns and that kind of thing. She wasn't as fond of the praise type songs. But what she would do is she said, I don't really sing it because I don't know it. I will know it the more we do it. But I don't really know the song. But what I do is speak the words out loud and I let the words of that song speak to me. So there are ways to participate in music, even if you don't love the song. And you will be blessed. It may be a song you just do not know, you do not like. But if you take part in it, you're going to be blessed. And I've heard people say, you know, I didn't know that song at all. I didn't like it. And now they'll say, that's one of my favorite songs. Oh, yeah. So sing. Mm -hmm. We are there to worship. Doesn't matter what you sound like. Nobody cares what you sound like. Sing from your heart, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. make music with your heart and glorify the Lord doing that. Not to mention as a a worship leader to look out over a congregation and them not sing. I recently read an article that was titled Why the Church Won't Sing Anymore. Mm. And there's lots of reasons for that. But do your part in singing. This kind of goes along with that. Participate instead of spectating. Big difference. There's a big difference. Don't sit there just watching what's going on and being like, oh, look at Bob over there praising Jesus. Get involved. Participate. Mm-hmm. I used to go to a camp in the summer and you get a P for participation. That was the big thing at camp. It didn't matter your attitude, what went on, but you had to participate. And you do get blessed by participating. You do. Well, if the songs or the message or whatever is happening in your church service is from God's word, Mm -hmm. the Bible tells us it will not return void. So you are going to get something from that if you put some effort and time into that service. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. This may be a little bit blunt, but don't nitpick. Mm. How many times have you left a church service and then maybe headed to lunch with a group of people and they nitpick the service? If that happens, just don't participate in that. Let me tell you something. Your pastor has worked endless hours the week before Sunday morning worship in prayer and Bible study and writing out a sermon and, you know, asking God to use his words to make a difference in someone's life. So don't nitpick. No. Please don't nitpick a sermon or a service because there has been a lot of preparation to go into that. And then lastly, live out the sermon. Let that sermon penetrate your heart, penetrate your mind, penetrate your soul. And then if it's convicted you, make some changes. If it has encouraged you to do something that maybe you've never done before, make the change, do something different. But let it live out on Monday how you feel when you leave on Sunday. We're very, we have very forgetful minds. We do. We forget very easily. So live out the sermon that you hear. Those are a few ways that you can make your church service this Sunday not about you, but only about him. It is all about 
him. Now, I said earlier, Candy, I was going to put you on the spot a little bit. Uh And I know Candy's an open book. She won't mind me talking about this. But you went through a period in your life where you were trying to find a church. Oh, yes. Um, And and you were going to several churches and you would come in uh, to Joy FM like on Monday morning. And I nitpick. You found something wrong with every single church. And some of the stuff was just ridiculous. Oh, yes. Now, I think that it was a period of your life where you were just trying to make some changes and get yourself where you needed to be. So putting that aside, I think that was maybe part of the reason for that. And I kept encouraging you because I think you were almost wanting to forget it. Yeah. You know. Well, I'll just watch this online or Mm -hmm. I'll just, you know. Yes. And I wanted to be part of a church family. I longed for that. And I would visit and visit and visit. And then this would show up or that would show up or they didn't do this or they were, you know. It was almost like you were trying to find something wrong so that you didn't really maybe have to go. Well, it it just, you know, took me a while to realize that it doesn't matter what they do or don't do. If, the, if that church is doctrinally right and God wants you there, how about you pray about it mm-hmm. instead of complaining or mm-hmm. trying to figure out things? And the church that we attend now, it's just God put that there. And I think that was at a point where I was like, okay, God... Show me. Mm -hmm. And he did. Are there things wrong with that church? I can't say wrong, but I mean, are there times when I spectate and I don't participate? Mm -hmm. Yes. Or things that you may not even agree with how they're doing. Yes. Would I maybe change the upholstery on the chairs? (laughs) Things like that. It's just, you know, that stuff does not matter. It does not. And I'm there to worship God, to learn how I need to act throughout the week, Mm -hmm. not to change the floor and to change the paint on the walls. Right. Someone, this is years ago, said to me, I'm not going to, there are so many hypocrites at church, I'm not going to church. And I said, <sighs> I can't think of any better place for them to be. And let me tell you, let me tell you something. We all mm-hmm. have been hypocrites. We're all imperfect people joining yeah. together as a church family. Well, I remember saying to you, Candy, Candy, honey, you're not going to find a perfect church. And if you join it, then it's not perfect. I know. That Even, hurt my feelings, too. <laughs> It is the truth. I didn't uh, want to hear it. Yeah, but you need to. Hear and it. I kept pushing you too. You did I thought you? I thought she, y'all, she was going to get mad at me at one point. I didn't. But uh, but now you know she's God has blessed. You know He's put you in a place that you love and that you serve. That your kids are thriving and your husband is thriving. See what if? Mm-hmm. What if you were? What if you were at home sitting on the couch every Sunday watching a church service? We now, wouldn't still be doing that. Let me say, time out. If you are homebound, if you are sick. Thank God for if, that, that right. you're able to. Mm-hmm. If there's not a way for you to get to church on a Sunday, being able to watch it on TV is a wonderful thing. So yes. hear me out on that. But if you are able bodied, God had created church. Church was his idea. Yeah. So it is just different being and worshiping with fellow believers in a church setting than sitting on a couch it is i tried that during covid we had to be out for a couple Mm -hmm. months i did not like it at all because i'm sitting there and my phone's going off i'm thinking i need to go put in a load of laundry i'd love to have another cup of coffee Uh uh-huh yeah you want to go get a sandwich yeah i mean it just it's just different Mm y'all it is so if you have not plugged into a body of believers yet i encourage you to do that Uh, those people, Candy, we had someone here at the station recently that was kind of in that place of, 
I just can't find a church I like. And I was like, you're never going to find the perfect church. You won't. Ever. So find a church that is doctrinally correct. Now, y'all, I'm going to be honest and tell you this. That's hard to do these it days. Is. Uh, you have to be very aware. You have to read on websites what they believe and that kind of thing. And then join and participate and be a part of it. And I promise you the blessings from that will be overabundant what you ever dreamed or thought. So we love the church, Candy. We yep. believe in the church. We serve our churches. And we want you to do the same. So how to make church not about you this weekend. Hope you'll put some of these into practice for you and your family. Thanks for listening to the Quirks, Bumps, and Bruises podcast with Candy and Melody. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and share the podcast. You can learn more at joyfm.org. Try Peas and Carrots podcast for more encouragement. Brian and Kayla share life from their piece of the vegetable patch. Expect a laugh, find common ground, and hear stories you can't wait to share. It's a podcast about doing life together, growing in Christ together, and learning to laugh no matter what comes your way. Search Peas and Carrots podcast wherever you listen to podcasts today.